mama, here we are again, episode two of Drake's Corner. Welcome back. Uh, we've got a lot of news in the sports world this week that happened. Um, we're going to talk a little about uh, some NBA. I know, it was an all-NFL podcast last time. But, um, you know, after last week's episode, um, I really wasn't crazy comfortable with the whole deal. Here, I'm talking to you guys like my friends again. Um, I wasn't like, I wasn't like collected. I wasn't calm. I was nervous. But I'd like to bring a little acronym to this podcast: calmness. Sorry, <laughs> shoot. Uh, CCS is what I call it. I came up with it. I, I know it just came to me. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know where it came from, but I, I just think it's awesome. Uh, calmness, uh, collectiveness, and swag. If you can't tell. <laughs> We're a little, we're a little dressed up tonight. Um, so it's October fourth, um, right before the Monday night football game. Um, I don't really have as much. I don't have. I don't have enough time to film it on the Wednesday. But um, enough, enough sports news has happened. Hell, if LeBron James signs with the NFL, then sorry. If he signs on Tuesday, shoot me in the head. But um, we got a few. We got a lot of topics to discuss. Um, Got uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I want to talk about him. I got a lot to say. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Spencer Rattler. You're <laughs> get ready for a hate fest and uh, some Ben Simmons drama. We also got a new segment on the show called Highlight of the Week and the uh, NFL Top Ten Team Rankings after Week Four, the finale. Um, another thing that broke today was this isn't even in my my outline for the show. The Washington football team, it was their facility was raided by the feds today. And if I could start off just by talking about that. Um, so it had something to do with their trainer. So you obviously have to think prescription drugs, possibly feed and chase young that juice a little bit. Washington football team hasn't performed up to expectations so far. They, you know, they were kind of a dark horse team, I'd say. Coming, I, I thought they'd be you know, maybe like an 11-6 and six record type deal. I'm not seeing that right now from them. Um, their defense hasn't performed as well did, as it did last year. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, uh, this this whole facility raid is just a new story. We haven't heard much uh, along with it besides the fact that the trainer was involved. And you have to think, drugs, juicing up Heineke, is that why you're able to Launch that throw to Terry McLaurin? I don't know. We got to think. So that was the breaking news today. Uh, You know, more NFL deals to talk about. Um, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Don't even get me started. This man, I I have... Big Ben has carried the back of the Pittsburgh Steelers for... Since I was a baby. About... Oh four, I I was an infant. My brain had hadn't developed, and don't say any comment about it. It hasn't developed still yet. Please, <laughs> sorry. Anywho, um, you know he's he's a statue right now, who can't move, um, and his arm strength is gone. Besides, you know a, a little forty five yard bomb to Deontay Johnson. I, I poor Big Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball. He can't move. He is, my dad has a more athletic body than that man right now. 
it's sad to see it really is just because you know Roethlisberger's you know he's carried the back of the Pittsburgh Steelers for a decade and a half now um his issues too many checkdowns he's not reading his he's got a great receiving core with Deontay Johnson Juju Chase Claypool uh, those guys are talented receivers as much as they like to dance on teams' logos. Uh, but they put up numbers. They're good They're good receivers. And I, it's a team that wants to win now um, while guys are in their prime, like, you know, Claypool's getting it together, Deontay Johnson, top of the most fantasy list wide receivers, um, Juju Smith-Schuster still doing his thing, kind of. Um <laughs> Yeah, Ben's in the pocket 95% of the time. He's unable to move out. Um, Pittsburgh's designed for rollouts and, you know, just kind of short pass deals like RPOs, and this man is incapable of that. I I don't know. It's, it must be father time catching up to him. Um, but then you got to think. Uh, I was just thinking to myself at work. I was, I was eating my Subway. I was looking up to the sky, and I was just, collecting my thoughts you know like few people were looking at me but that wasn't the issue Aaron Rodgers ah you know you gotta think if this is his last dance like he's calling it you got a great receiving core in Pittsburgh a little east coast action I know the whole deal has been he wants to go west coast he wants to get out of Green Bay and go Hollywood but you got this could be a win this they have an elite defense um, they have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL with Watt and crew. Um, they have a good running back with Najee Harris. It'd be a great fit if Rodgers is sick of Green Bay. Upgrade with Pittsburgh. I mean, their core is better than Green Bay's. Green Bay really just has Adams, and who's next on the on the list? Valdez Scantling. Four of those receivers on this Steelers are. <laughs> A lot more talented than the, than the next best guy on Green Bay. Uh, 5.8 yards per pass attempts against Green Bay, who the Steelers played this week, actually, which is ironic. And that is actually, that is absolutely pitiful for an offense that has speedy wideouts and guys who can run routes like none other. Uh, besides the Rodgers move that I thought of, I really think this team should hand the team off to Dwayne Haskins. Yes, not... Mason Rudolph, who um, I've, I think we've seen Mason Rudolph's prime, and it's not good at all. As If you remember the Miles Garrett helmet incident, um, I think that proved the point there. Haskins, I think he has untapped potential. I don't think the system in Washington was good for him. I think he's more of a, a gunslinger rather than, you know, they, they run a lot of RPOs. They love short slant routes, uh, McLaurin. Is a master at that. They love, you know, they love handing the ball off. Gibson likes to get going, and I think Pittsburgh could. They, I think they'd have a better co- coaching staff than Washington. I think Mike Tomlin could get this guy together. And yeah, who knows with Haskins? They picked him up for a reason. I think it would be, you know, smart to, you know, maybe give him a shot. I mean, he obviously can move better than Big Ben. Who knows? Um, but this defense, their their defense is ready to win. Their receiving core is ready to win, and their piece of a of a guy who of a quarterback who cannot move in the slightest is an issue. 
they're ready to win now. I don't know if they throw Haskins in there. It's I don't really think it's going to change much. They might win. They might. I don't know. It's we will have to see how Haskins is because from the preseason he looked mids. Um, other than that, you got to do something. Obviously, drafting quarterback is at the top of their list in the upcoming draft. So, man, Big Ben, you got to think it's time to hang those cleats up. You've had a great career, a couple of rings. I think the Big Ben era in Pittsburgh not is over. It has to be over because the man cannot move, and their offense is a tra- tragedy, to say the least. Speaking of awful quarterbacks at the moment, Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma quarterback. Um, you know, I was taking a glance at mock drafts uh, over my lunch break, and Spencer Rattler is in the middle tier of the first round. Now, when you have guys this year like Kellen Mond and Kyle Trask who were drafted third round and had statistically a much better college career than Spencer Rattler's had it's kind of a joke I don't understand the whole Oklahoma Spencer Rattler hype whenever Oklahoma wins it seems to go to Spencer Rattler's credit uh their receiving core is deadly Oklahoma scores you know 70 points when they want to uh Spencer Rattler's stats are not NFL first round ready he is not top 10 in any statistic in college football he it makes poor decisions he can't throw a short route um he has medium route and accuracy short route and accuracy measly wins by a touchdown against Tulane and Kansas State and West Virginia and all the glory goes to Rattler he's soaking it all in for a little three-point victory against Tulane and they're the sixth best team in the nation please give me another <laughs> come on this this quarterback love fest for Spencer Rattler has to be dropped because there are 10 better quarterbacks in college football than Spencer Rattler. Sam Howell, Malik Willis, JT Daniels. Those are three guys that you know I could I could run down a checklist on their on their bad the stuff that they do wrong. But with Spencer Rattler, um he makes throws that you got to think, what are you thinking? Like, uh, it's nuts. I I am sick of seeing him in mock drafts first round when Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond, those two guys, way better college career. This was a quarterback roulette in last draft. So I, I hope they're not trying to push that again. The whole quarterback roulette deal that went on last year, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to talk about. But, you know, if, you, if this happens again, a few of these guys will be bust because – this quarterback class is not as good as last year's. I think we can see that. Whew. We've already talked about one Ben today. Let's jump into some NBA. Yes, I know, I know. Who am I to talk about basketball? But I actually know a lot. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, Ben Simmons' Drama Island is on the agenda. The Sixers want multiple first-round picks, which is not happening as Ben's stock is continuing to decrease as the drama collides. Uh, Ben is losing lots of money if he does not show up to training camp. This is not a good look for other teams. Uh, The Sixers, but apparently they want Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal when when he's on the market. That ain't happening. 
Uh, best I can see with this whole drama going on, with the money situation, with the holding out of Simmons and them wanting multiple first-round picks for this guy, I, I am predicting that Ben Simmons will be on the Houston Rockets within a week and a half. Uh, pettiness on pettiness crime is going on. The Ben Simmons is being petty. The Sixers are going to be petty right back. And where are they going to ship him off to? The worst team in all the land. And it's going to be a John Wall, Ben Simmons swap market. Uh, ben Simmons really hasn't proved to be good enough for a team to be built around him. Uh, once Embiid started going off, it was kind of his team. And that's why the Sixers... He's a good second. Ben Simmons is a damn good second piece. I'll give him that. Um, but, you know, Embiid is handling the situation like a superstar would. He is very classy on Twitter telling folks that, you know, Ben is amazing to play with. He isn't digging into that drama like, you know, we've seen before with athletes, you know, on different teams. Uh yeah, I, I'm predicting that Ben Simmons will end up on the Rockets in very soon. Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. Um this this whole deal with the Sixers trying to get at the Warriors with Draymond Green. Um I don't think that's gonna happen. That's what most people are predicting. It's not going to happen. The petty on petty crime is gonna take care of that one and Ben Simmons will be a Houston Rocket within a week and a half mark my words so there's I know there's not much going on right now in the NBA it's a it's yeah it's kind of it's not a dead zone for sports it's just really like all I can all I can get at is NFL right now uh once basketball season rolls along we're gonna have a plethora we're gonna have a party up in here a sports party I know very elite fun time that we're going to have next topic i want to get into the dallas cowboys are proving themselves to be elite they made the panthers defense who i really had a high opinion of look silly and trayvon diggs is making his case for the number one corner in the league right now with five interceptions through four games that is ridiculous he you know, most would argue, oh, if you're the best corner in the league, most people wouldn't throw to you. But he is reading the field like a, a master. It is, it's great to watch. It's fun to watch. I'm, I wouldn't call myself, you know, fond of the Cowboys, but good football. As a football fan, I like Dak Prescott. You know, top five quarterback. He is dotting defenses up with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Those two. Maybe the best receiving duo in the entire league. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott making, not, I'm not going to say a comeback because Zeke has always been kind of a beast. He's just, since his rookie year, he hasn't really fallen off, but it's just been tough to get back in that groove. You know, with Dallas has been through a few sticks with injuries and, you know, coordination, like head coach, head coaching deal with Mike McCarthy. But Zeke seemed to be back with 100, over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Dallas has a turnover ratio of plus 5. You can thank that to Trayvon Diggs. Um, and they've also allowed zero rushing touchdowns on the year, which I think is crazy. That is nuts. 
uh, so far up to week three. Sam Darnold kind of ran it in a few times. Uh, but I've seen a lot from the Cowboys, and I think at this point you got to think they could make a run at the Super Bowl. They could make a run in the NFC. And, you know, if they meet up with the Rams or the Bucks, I'm taking Dallas's offense over the Rams or Bucks offense right now. I'm sorry, they are playing at an elite level. And the Buccaneers scored a measly 19 points against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots had a chance to beat them. They just choked it. And Dallas is making a name for themselves right now. Yeah, this offense looks 10 times more polished than, you know, I think match them up with the Bucks again like they did week one, I think the Cowboys are taking the win there. And I've seen a lot of, I don't know, I, I don't I wouldn't want to call it regression from the Buccaneers. Maybe they've had a few, you know, um, what, do you, what do you say, trap games for the Buccaneers. They, I think that Patriots game was a trap game, even though they won, but the, uh, the Rams really made them look silly. And uh, the NFC is like... I don't know. I, I want to say it's really weird right now, but you see a lot of just, you know, hierarchies of teams, and then they'll just go ahead and lose. And I'll get back more into that when we go through our NFL power rankings. Next segment I want to get into, highlight of the week. We had two. I, I could not decide between these two. We have the Taysom Hill run. And one. It's Hill. Taysom Hill picks up. The Saints first down, still going. Wow. Hill spins to the goal line. He's in. Touchdown. And then we have the Terry McLaurin catch against the Falcons, which was amazing. I, to say the least, those two plays made my jaw drop when I seen them on red zone. Trust me, I was watching red zone three hours, and my goodness, Taysom Hill running over seven Giants defenders. Terry McLaurin finding the ball while being, you know, clobbered up. No P.I. flag, no problem. He's going to go up and get it. And now let's get into our grand finale of the show. NFL Top 10 Team Rankings after Week 4. Number 10, the Carolina Panthers. I know I had them higher up last week. Um, they, I had them sitting at number five. I consider them a top five team in the NFL. Um, I'm dropping, yeah, obviously you kind of have to drop them down after the Dallas loss, but the good news is they're still able to put up points. Um, defense may not be able to perform against elite offenses as we saw against Dallas. Um, Darnold looks polished, leads the league in rushing TDs with five crazy stat as a quarterback. Um, he looks like he is flourishing in this system with Matt Rule. Um, you know, I think they can compete in the NFC. It's they're they're going to be able to beat most mediocre teams, and that's what will push them into the playoffs. We'll have to see once playoff time comes around, though. You know, everything changes. Uh, for example, the Titans, uh, two years back when they made the AFC title game, lost to the Chiefs, but. They surprised a lot of people. Most people were predicting Ravens would make it to the AFC title game. And Titans proved a lot of people wrong. So I think a lot of things can change if their defense takes a little step up. Their offense will be okay, especially with McCaffrey being out. They were still able to put up a decent amount of points against Dallas. 
Um, so number nine, I have the Raiders sitting pretty right now at number nine. Derek Carr still looking elite. Uh, place the placement of their ranking might change after tonight's game. Uh, they need a defensive show to move up, move up even higher than number nine on my list. Uh, they're they're winning shootouts, hence the Ravens. Um, they, you know, they can get it done. Uh, they look pretty polished right now. John Gruden looks like he's got his team intact. If Derek Carr keeps throwing 400 yards a game, they'll be all right. Number eight is Green Bay. I kept my word on this one. They're moving up on the list after a good win against, you know, an elite defense in Pittsburgh. Uh, Rodgers, you know, still looking polished. Uh, with Green Bay, though, I'm still not convinced on a deep playoff run. I see a level of play from other NFC teams like the Cardinals and, you know, Buccaneers, Rams. I see a lot more elite play from those teams right now, and I'm just not convinced so far. On Green Bay. Hey, if they keep winning, hey, I'm gonna keep my word. I'm gonna move them up. I'm moving them up. They, they look good. They, I, they look. They don't look great though. We're gonna get into the great teams here in a second. Um, number seven, Baltimore Ravens. I did not have them on my list last week. I wasn't real sold on them until they beat the Broncos, who I considered, you know, with an elite defense. They handled the Broncos. Um, they shook off a close game with Detroit the week prior, uh, I believe so, just because, you know, they took on a good team in Denver and handled them nicely. I think that Detroit game was a trap game for them, and they they snuck past it a little bit. If they had lost that game, you know, if Justin Tucker didn't boot that 66-yard field goal, field goal in, they would not be on this list, but they won. It really doesn't matter. Um, they dominated you know, Denver on both sides of the ball, defensively, offensively. They're playing with confidence. That run at the end of the game pissed a lot of people off. And, uh, you know, they had a huge win over the Chiefs. Uh, you got to give it to them. Chiefs are a damn good team. Um, it was an offensive fest, and the Ravens somehow played better offense than the Chiefs. It's because the Ravens have a little better defense than the Chiefs, and I don't. I don't think the Chiefs played their best football that night. I think if a rematch happens, I think Chiefs take it. But I definitely think the Ravens can beat them. It really depends on the day. But I'd say, you know, seven out of the ten times Chiefs are going to take that game. Um, here's where the list gets interesting as compared to last week. Number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I had at number two on last week's list. They had a close call with the Patriots. You know. Most of the times when teams win, they bump up. This team's dropping four spots on my list because it's the Patriots. I consider the Buccaneers elite. They need to show more, you know, for my liking, if they're going to be considered elite. Uh, Brady still is playing, though, at an elite level. They just seem to be regressing a little bit after that loss to the Rams and now a close game with the Patriots. Um, I wouldn't call it a trap game, but... Actually, it kind of was a trap game just because, you know, Brady and New England, tempers are flaring. Um, it was it was more of a symbolic game rather than, you know, just a simple Sunday night football game, in my opinion. Um, you know, my prior take to the NFC Championship game is lingering with the Buccaneers and Rams. That was my set in stone NFC title game as of last week. That's changed. Now, let, let me tell you, that, like I said earlier, the, the hierarchy of teams, 
it just changes over and over. This is who is elite this week. Now this team is now elite. It's ridiculous right now. It might be too early in the season to make these, you know, way too early takes. But it's fun, and it's fun to change it up a little bit. Defensive, you know, big defensive plays were not available against the Patriots. Normally, uh, Buccaneers would get a pick six like they did against the Falcons. Their defense, you know, is like if teams tempo their offense, they will do great against the bunk- the Buccaneers. If teams are trying to make big plays against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers will fire right back and pick six. Yeah, that's how it goes. And the Patriots took their time with the Buccaneers. I give the Patriots props for fighting against, you know, the Super Bowl champs and especially against Tom Brady, which had to be, you know, a mental head case fest for Bill Belichick, seeing him in person for the first time on the Buccaneers. But yeah, they're sitting at number six, you know, um, dropping four spots after a win normally doesn't happen, but this time... It does, because they found a track game, and they seem to be regressing. That's about it. Um, Number five, my former number one team on my power rankings list is sitting at number five, the Rams. They performed at an under-elite level against the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals found multiple holes in their defense. It might just be elite offense, but at the same time, you got I consider the Rams the best all-around team. They were number one. On my list, when you hold that number one spot, you better protect it with your life. Uh, with Murray being the most elite scrambling QB, they weren't re- they weren't really able to get a lot of pressure with Donald and uh, Dante Fowler. He was able to get away from everything. the The pass rush wasn't effective. Um, their offense didn't perform at an elite level at all. Uh, most were saying Stafford was going to go off against the Cardinals. He got under pressure, threw a pick. Um, if they now, that's the bad part. They are definitely able to con- bounce back consistently, and this could be considered a fluke loss. They're going to match up against the Cardinals again. Maybe they get their revenge. But as of now, they're sitting at number five because I see four teams better than them right now. And but if they bounce back from this, you know. It's not a trap game. I've said trap game probably 40 times because this is where trap games lie in the NFL. Around week four, week five, you think teams are elite, and then they end up, you know, making a fool of themselves. Rams are a top five team, though. They're not a fool. Um, You know, if they bounce back, they will skyrocket back up on my list. Number four is still Kansas City. Um, Another shootout they had against the Eagles, but hey. They're still winning. Um, defense looks terrible, but their offense is the most elite in the league. Um, I take that back, actually, because we're going to get up to the list here. Uh, Kansas City definitely has the talent to be the most elite offense in the league. Um, as long as their offense is on point, they will keep winning. I don't see more than four losses for this team as long as their offense plays at a consistent basis like they did against the Eagles this week. Um their defense needs to figure out how to stop mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts kind of put on a clinic. They didn't get, obviously, Eagles didn't win. But he, you know, made his case at being the Eagles franchise quarterback because of Kansas City's pitiful defense. Um, but hey, if you're outscoring them, no problem. You're sitting at number four. Keep winning. Uh, number three, the Dallas Cowboys are moving up 
fast on my list. They were at number seven last week. They are at number three this week. Their elite polished offensive performance. Uh, the run game is perfect. The pass game is perfect. Their defense is good enough to win them games. Um, they have arguably the best corner in the league. Uh, Prescott playing at an elite level. They're healthy and can quite possibly make a Super Bowl run, like I said before. I think the, the health of the team is the most important factor for this team's success. As Leighton Vander Esch has had issue, uh, injury issues, um, you know, Zeke's always dealing with something. Dak Prescott out of the league last year with that horrific injury, but he's coming back. They're all healthy, and they're making a run right now. Number two on the list, Buffalo Bills. You know, they were sitting at number three this week. Rams decided to play at an under-elite level. Same with the Bucks. Uh, Buffalo Bills make their jump. Uh, another elite defensive performance. Their second shutout of the season. Uh, I would say Josh Allen did not play his best game of the season. And they still won by 40. Um, again, it's Houston. Uh, if they're Houston, you know, I had a little dabble in them last week. I, I said they could win the division. Um, there because they were playing decent football, mid five hundred football, and in that division, I think that can win it, win them it. Uh, but the Bills embarrassed them, and they won by forty. The domination is a key factor. They have proved their loss against Pittsburgh was a fluke, and they are just on a tear right now. Um, you know their defense is proving themselves to be elite. Their offense is elite. When you got two elite things, you're number two on my list. But number one on my list is the Arizona Cardinals. 4-0, undefeated, have played two great teams, and they've won handedly. Um, they're the most elite offense in the league. I said Kansas City was. I, I think Kansas City has the most talent to be the most offense, the best offense in the league, but Arizona is proving themselves. Kyler Murray is an MVP quarterback. He is number one on my MVP list. That might be another idea for another episode we'll we'll insist the list mv mvp race per se aj green is making a statement uh little comeback comeback player didn't really do much last year scored a touchdown against the rams uh hopkins is doing his thing um as long as the defense holds its own they will maybe only lose three to four games this year that was the finale of the show. Thanks for watching. I'm sorry. I promised I'd be naked this episode. A uh, little April Fool's joke came early. I apologize. Um, you know, we're, I'm trying to add a little more confidence to this, kind of composure, a little more, little more set up. Um, it's been fun, and this is not stopping anytime soon. Uh, Drake's Corner, I expect to be a part of my life um, until I die. Uh, DCTD. Drake's Corner Till Death. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for watching. This was fun. Uh, I will see you guys next Wednesday. Um, we're going to have a lot more topics. You know, sports news breaking every single day. And thank you for watching, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.